Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of a left-handed shoelace. Oh, now that's one that boggles the mind. And I was I was taking a bit of time thinking about this one today um, because I was going to go through. There was a couple. There's the there's the old familiars, you know, yeah. the gro- the green grocer with an eye infection. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's the, the, the standard stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah absolutely. The satellite dish that's homeless. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I could go where the podcast with all of these, but I think the left-handed shoelace is the is the one. It's the most apt. It's the most apt this week. I think. Yes. Ab- absolutely. absolutely. I think the important takeaway is that this podcast is just the best example of anything ever. Ooh, okay. Well, there we go. There's a bold statement. We're going to have to back that one up with a few claims moving forward because a lot of shit's been happening this week, mate. Yeah. A lot of stuff has been happening. Um, Obviously, I mean, rugby-wise, of course. I'm not not talking music and movie-wise. Obviously, it's just the rugby. Do you you know, I was thinking about this today. We were were talking before we we got started today. And we were like, we're going to have to bring a lot of stuff to, to, to the show this week. Because how do we condense all the thick content from... Obviously, the, the the film that we're talking about this week being being Cherry. There we go. Set it up top. Yeah. Uh, but then we've also had the Zack Snyder Justice League, which couldn't have come a, a better or worse time because we'd I think we'd already locked in Cherry, and then I didn't. I've not really had the time to really watch. So I've not watched Justice League. I know you have. Yeah. It's really it's really funny having that having that conversation because I think I just witnessed you having that conversation off camera. You know, with your significant <laughs> other going. Um, there's a four-hour movie I want to watch. Yeah, um, does that does that fit? Does that does that work? And her response was, "And you've got three rugby games to watch today." Oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got, got a lot of viewing to do. Yeah, it's mental. I, I, genuinely, I, I'm not going to have the time for it. We also have the shortlist of the Oscars that have come out. So, yeah. some interesting stuff coming there. I think we'll discuss that. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier has finally hit. So I, I have know. watched that. Oh, good. And I love it. Really happy with it. Um, and, and and I think we... we so I did, we... Obviously, just tiling back there to the Oscars, the there's a couple of surprises, I think. There's yep. a couple of... Obviously, we, we anticipated some of these stuff. So things like the original song, I think there was a couple of the ones that I thought would be there, the animated features and things. The director um, and the best film, there's a few surprises that have snuck in there. Yeah. I was really, really happy with the supporting actress, the, uh, what she called oh, well, from, now, from hang Borat. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is, mm-hmm. Are we doing moving forward at the start of the show? No, or no, no. Are we no, doing no. We, we can, at the end of the show? We can do moving forward at the end of the show. But specifically, there was something that I clocked, which was the sound of metal, which has popped up everywhere. Yeah. But it's not being bloody, re- I think I just seen your text, but it's not being bloody released here it's until not be, yeah, it's, May. Yeah, it's not being released in the UK and, and uh, it's so infuriating why why do they do this they just basically i just don't understand this they're basically saying does everybody want to pirate this thing is that okay if you guys want to just pirate this yeah. and steal like it's mental if someone really sat down and looked at this like any time remember disney plus didn't launch for about four months in the uk yeah i'm like oh cool so disney are more than happy with people just stealing their content now, and undermining their their all the production what's teams. Re- it, it what's really interesting what what's really interesting is that there is there is a legitimate reason for the Disney Plus thing, and that's because a lot of their movies were on other streaming services that still had license to stream in the UK to that point. So they could, so they decided not to, not to launch the streaming service until they had enough content 
on there to justify but they're assuming that everyone cost. else but they're assuming everyone else has those other streaming it just made no sense like i think every time it, it's the same way every second a plane is on the tarmac it's losing money in the same way that every time you make pirating or download illegally downloading a tv series or a film more enticing to an audience member than your service you're losing money you're instantly start to lose money from doing it that way and i just don't understand why it's such in this day and age they just people just don't make that such a viable i mean obviously we don't do it but no it's just such a viable object <laughs> yeah, your face. alex is doing the cut it here stop talking sign to me <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucks me off! It Absolute really does. Rage. No, no, so no. We'll I'm, to... I'm annoyed as well because, as you say, it has done a lot of categories. But I think we can talk about that more later. Fantastic. Well, there's not much more to say other than that we are a music and a movie podcast with with the occasional bout into Six Nations rugby. <laughs> oh, do we want to do that now? Are we going to do that? In... We're going to oh, do that moving know. forward. I don't know. Some I feel like some audience some audience members really appreciate the rugby chats and maybe we want to give it to them up top. I don't know. Okay, well let's do it. We've got Super Saturday today. We're recording the morning of my fantasy my fantasy team, Alex. I know you're interested. Is oh, in I'm utter so turmoil again because. The app that I use doesn't let you play players out of position, meaning when Stuart Hogg is called up to play fly half, which I don't know if you've seen, and I'm really interesting attacking back line for Scotland this week, with Stuart Hogg as the playmaker. So you've got to put him in as fullback, but actually I think it's a blessing in disguise because then you can put Stuart Hogg as fullback, he'll still get the points as the fly half, and then you can stick Johnny Sexton in as your 10. It's a win-win for all, mate. Okay, I see. Mm-hmm. And of course, we'll have the final of the... Well, I think it's the final. I mean, if Wales take the title today, it's all over. Of course, if France win, then it's going to come down to France-Scotland on the 26th of March, uh, which was obviously postponed due to France blatantly breaking the COVID regulations and then not really putting their hands up to say we're responsible for Absolutely. this. Absolutely. So, yes, I'm very much excited for all three matches this mm. a- this afternoon. But uh, I was less than pleased with the match last weekend i don't yeah. mind telling you it was a I've frustrating lost game I've, lo- I've lost patience it was a frustrating do you know i i didn't leave that game completely disheartened because we did statistically we were fi- i think doesn't the, matter. i think no i think we lost the game i mean we we turned over seven lineouts six the or seven lineouts absolutely atrocious. unforgivable it was it was you're right you are you're no, right absolutely unforgivable well, we lost the no, game because of those lineouts you can say you can say that Scotland are looking like a world-class team in all these different areas, all these different areas and stuff like that. But if you lose that many lineouts and then you make stupid mistakes like, well, Finn kicking kicking it too long at that pivotal moment right at the end of the game or giving away that last penalty right at the end of the game in a mm. classic Scotland heartbreaking moment. It's just like, no, be better. The end. Yeah. Goodbye. It, it 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 was it was it was absolutely frustrating. No, I'm we just expect to... more from you now. Stop it. Yeah, I think. I mean, James Ryan. He is the frustrating thing about James Ryan is he looks like the sort of face you want to punch. Yeah. But he's huge, so you wouldn't want to go near him. But obviously, and 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 the thing with James Ryan is when he is playing against Scotland, he he knows. He knows us back to front. I think James Ryan knows our pack better than his own pack. But when you watch Ireland play against England, for example, you root for the guy because you're like, here he comes. But he's nowhere near as effective against any other team than he is Scotland. I, I, watch Next time you see Ireland play Scotland, there's something about James Ryan. It's almost like, it's almost like we've, we've, 
like we've kissed his girlfriend or something. Yeah, he's just, he's, he, hates, he, he has his personal vendetta against Scotland, but it's good. It's it's really great to watch. And I, I, mate, I I wasn't overly disheartened. I think I was more pissed off in the Wales game, but it's these fine margins. And as you say, we're just not we're just not sealing the deal. Yeah. On the five meter line, on, on you know, on our attack, our defence. I'm really proud of our defence has come so far. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but it's but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting. Uh, I hate it when I don't know if you've seen Eddie Jones in the team. I don't know who it was. Oh, Scotland was our wake up call. I'm like fuck off, Scott. Well, no, Scotland it, there was, was your wake- Scotland was your wake up call. We yeah, battered it you. Really, it really fucking annoys me that one. So Scotland was our wake Scotland up call. Scotland upset England. No, yeah, get no, away. Uh, Get away. Stop it with that. Oh. Do you know what else I'm not okay with? What you're not okay with? Laying new fibre cable on my street. Oh, yeah. Half of London is getting a renovation right now. Because I'm in a different is... location today. I'm at the other end of the flat. So yes. Going out. Looking, the West looking, Wing. Looking towards the, <laughs> looking towards the back. Okay, and you're in the obviously, conservatory. Obviously, the men are, are at the front. But the sound seems to be even louder from out here. It's like the sound has travelled over the row of tenements into the gardens and just swirling around. It's almost... Men at, is it men at work, is it? It is, it is absolutely. Just, they're just blaring men at work. I come from the land down under... No, no, to be fair. To be fair, they're not, like, shouting messages at them from at each other from across the street. women blow men Or kicking tires or stuff. It is actually it is actually drills and things like that. So we yeah, we hear you. Joke. You better run. You better take cover. Whatever happened to Colin Hay? I have no idea. I, I wasn't listening. We are a music and movies podcast. I've already done this bit at the top, but we'll say it again. Yeah. Because we still are. When we're still here, we're not a rugby podcast. And we're going to be discussing Apple TV's newest release, Cherry. Yes, we are. Now, some text messages were sent last night, they ladies were. and gentlemen, between... Alex and I, and some polar opposite opinions were cast. Now, I'm going to give you a second, Jeopardy style, do, 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 to decide one of us loved the film, or not loved it, one of us enjoyed it, and one of us hated it. Absolutely. I wonder who you think loved it and who you think hated it. I mean, I'm really interested to understand this. I think, looking over our all the movies that we've done on the podcast, Mm, mm. If we're if we're looking at who has more kind of visceral negative reactions to things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's you. Yeah, probably. I, probably. I I think it's you because I think when you don't like something, I really don't like. You something. really don't like something, and you take it as a personal affront. I don't. I don't. <laughs> mind, yeah. I, I don't. I hope you don't mind me saying that. But I think. Yeah, you, I think but so. I think you well, do. I'm, I'm deeply opinionated. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I don't know. I'm I'm open to I'm open to being told why something is good, and. I, I think it's more the other way around as well because I'm really interested to... It's rare that I'm on the defensive for a movie. Yeah. And I think today... So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed this movie. So you didn't. It's a flip. Yeah. This movie wound me up to no end. Go for it, mate. Floor's yours. I would go so far as to say that I truly, truly hate this movie. Really? Wow. I truly, truly did not like it at all. It's, and there's so many, so many reasons why. There's so many reasons why. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing was that it was showing off. Right. The biggest thing is that it was showing off because it, 
literally every time the directors could do something, they decided to do it without thinking if they should or not. It's, it's that old thing, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Okay. And when you just throw everything at the screen mm. and sees what and just to see what sticks, mm. that, that's not good. Right, okay. That that that's really, really not good. Okay. And and again, it was really like it was really Yeah, it was just showing off. And we are a captive can you give a audience. specific can you give a specific example of this i mean i can think of a few i think a lot of the war sequences were a little a little bit too abrasive at times i think there was a lot of a lot of stuff crammed into a lot of sequences and i also think that the 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 visceral nature of the second half of the movie really i think was it was going for shock value more than anything. Look, and I'm a, I'm a big, you know, I, I like shock value. I don't yeah. think shock value is, de- is a detractor from the quality of the movie. Yeah. But did you have to have 20 needle scenes? Did you there ha- was a lot, did wasn't you, there? Did you have yeah. to have that many? Like, did you, yeah. did you actually have to? Yeah. And, and, no, I... and most of them served no purpose for the, mo- for the plot or the characters whatsoever. Because we yeah. got that they were junkies. We got that they were going through this period of their life. And, you know, in this chapter of the movie. Why yeah. did it need to be hammered? This movie was an was two and a half hours long. Yeah, it was a long movie. It did. It was It was a really long movie. And I know it's not the longest movie I've seen this week, but it felt like, <laughs> it felt like the longest movie I felt, you know, I, I've watched this week. I, I was very sucked into this movie, though. I don't know about you. I mean, I think it was still uh, an engaging plot. I mean, obviously, let's you know the film is actually based on the novel of the same um, of the same name by Nico Walker. So he was an army veteran who did suffer from PTSD, and so he created the character of Cherry, and it was based on him. Yeah. Uh, and so in the film, Cherry says that he is twenty three years old, um, and then and, and then this brings me on to the point of Tom Holland. He is actually twenty three years old at the time this movie was filmed. Yeah. So something that I'm hearing a lot of issues with is that tom holland is this is a too mature film for him is too young okay. but I, I i disagree with that i would disagree with that as well i think, I think tom was, holland was a saving grace in this movie i think he I think acted he was good. his ass off yeah and i, I think, thought he was really good and i think he slash the russo brothers are looking looking for their oscar bait yeah, no, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. That's a really great point. So obviously, we we've just received the the shortlist, and Cherry isn't anywhere. Short Cherry. I think isn't it's in, in it. cinematography because okay, it, it, the film does look gorgeous. It's the same yeah, it does. same cinematographer as I forget his name. But he did the Five Bloods. Ah, uh, excellent. And well, another yeah. really quality looking movie as well. Like the camera yeah. work is is astonishing like it no is, i, it I picked beautiful. up on that it really yeah, you're right it really is beautiful and so you know I, i'm sitting here asking myself oh okay you thought the acting was great you thought mm. it was visually stunning i even liked the music because apparently we're a music and movies podcast so yeah I did, i've made a lot of music so i did i did generally i did generally like the score especially right especially right at the end i think my favorite my favorite track was literally the last one as yeah. quite often is and yeah in a lot yeah. of movies actually now that i think about it and yeah. i was taking all these positives i'm going why do i hate this movie so much if i like this 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 and this and it's because i was sat there 
forced to watch and just all I was getting across was we want to make uh we just we just want hitting we, movie. we just want to make a hard hitting great epic movie what are the yeah. things that we need to have in here this this, yeah. this 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 and it was just coming at me and yeah. i didn't care about any of it you didn't it didn't why was there a camera in an asshole yeah <laughs> yeah the asshole sequence i've heard about that no, one yeah. it's so <laughs> yeah yeah it's a serious movie like yeah. it's a movie that takes itself seriously so why then do we have a so, camera coming out of yeah and there was a couple of, there was there was a couple of things there was a couple of things right that i and so i made the i made the note of if we if we if we zoom out right this film we, we, Right. So there's a lot of I think the points you're making is bang on in that it's 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 hitting the points that it wants to hit. Now, how does it know how to do that? Well, it takes inspiration from films that have done that in the past. So Here we go. <laughs> now, th th there are three movies that this film is an amalgamation of. Unfortunately, there are three movies that this is. Um. So I've got my three movies. So if you've got two or three movies that you go, it's absolutely this film, this film, and this film. Yeah. What What is it for you? Because th this is a chemistry set film, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. No, it, it really is. And that's, you know, partly the reason why, for me, it doesn't work. And I suppose the first one, right off the bat, is Forrest Gump. Oh, so interesting. I put I put Full Metal Jacket or slash Forrest Gump. Okay, so the second chapter of the second chapter of the movie, as in you know, boot camp and yeah. the army stuff. Yeah. Yes, that's Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, but yeah. in the first, so the cinematography patterns were even the same. So the sequence when Cherry gets the military training in the boot camp, well, absolutely, um, is very similar to sort of Stanley Kubrick. Abso absolutely, yeah, hundred yeah, percent, and. It, and we'll we'll get onto that, but right in the first chapter, you've got narration, yeah, a la yeah. Forrest Gump style. Okay, and you even and even to the extent where he breaks the fourth wall, which isn't Forrest Gump style, but still he's. So what he, film is it though? So what film is it then? Because I've got my second film, which does that. I'll go just lay it on. It was Fight Club. I thought. I thought the movie was oh, very vis viscerally stylistically around fight club we don't know the name of the antagonist we don't know the route that he goes down he's very flippant in his narration style um yeah. and and i think that's very similar to you know that and, and then we kind of have the i mean obviously he he starts to twist and turn we we were introduced to this very sweet young innocent kid and then he you know we, but we've already seen him rob a bank so that's almost yeah. like the tyler durden uh, to, to the sort of the, the hero within Fight no. Club. So that was the second but one that I, I caught. It's the Forrest Gump one that really, really annoyed me, actually. Right. Because it's the biggest example of show, don't tell mm. that I can think of in modern mm. cinema in that it did it very, very badly. In fact, yeah, in, yeah, in that yeah. it told everything and yeah. didn't show it. And the reason yeah. why Forrest Gump works and mm -hmm. this one doesn't is mm -hmm. because everything that the viewer see is because Forrest doesn't oh, have... Do, the Forrest doesn't have the same world view as us. As yes, us. yeah, yeah. He, so he's he not doesn't actually, actually telling he, us. He, he, he's telling his side of the thing yes. and we're seeing the context around it Correct. that he doesn't quite... 
yeah, that, bang on. That, that he doesn't quite appreciate or mm, fully mm. understand. Mm. With Cherry, you've just got Tom Holland um, spouting expository dialogue that mm. we can already see on screen mm, for no mm. other reason other than to have, check it out, we're doing yeah. voiceover narration and we're breaking yeah. the fourth wall. Yeah. Get us. And I was and, like, and, stop it. Absolutely. Just tell a story. And and I think the I think the third film that really hit for me, obviously, it was it was train spotting. It was it was how can we because there's a salient point for any opioid addict movie, which is how can we demonstrate and this one they kind of showed, they showed this one rather than told it, but how can we demonstrate that the destructive nature of these uh, of the of the kind of of the drugs and ultimately portray the 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 long-standing phrase of it is all you care about it's the first thing you think of when you wake up in the morning the last thing when you come in from work obviously when we had um i forget her name that his 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 partner who who was in this who was yeah emily emily fucking amazing like she was so good um i've got i've got here uh, cara bravo um, or I can't pronounce her name. Is it Ciara Bravo? But she was amazing. She was so yeah, yeah, so she good. Was great. And 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 she just looked so again when she another was... fantastic ingredient. Yeah, in... yeah. Oh, it's just I ge- so I genuinely disappointing. Thought, I genuinely thought the chemistry between the two of them was really fantastic. And I and I there were some things that I really liked about this movie. I think the thing that I that stayed with me around this movie was the converse. It, it's it's the it was the subtle way that they brought you back to that conversation where she announced one day that she was going to go to Montreal. Because ultimately, and I was thinking, hey, I think you could have called this movie Montreal because it's it's showing that point of, I think that it's very, they're, all the characters are very aware that that was a point in the road where yeah. the series of events started to happen. You know, he, he was upset, so he joined the army. She was, she was doing it because she wanted attention for whatever reason, and that spurred them on. And it was... It was really sad, but it was also kind of just, it was, it was just, it was depressing. But in some ways I was sucked into how depressing it was because this, this poor girl blames everything on him. She hates him because she is just so dependent on it. And it's, it's just cutting. It's like, oh my God, you know, she didn't mean for this to happen just by flippantly announcing she's going to Montreal. But in some way, she's kind of brought them both down. But she feels responsible for that because at that time, she felt that was the right thing to do. And she blames him for his overreaction. And he doesn't know what to do. He feels that he can turn towards... And I, and I quite like that. But that's because that's the story elements. That's the things that are being taken from the novel. Yeah. And I And I thought the film did a really good job of portraying that just desperation and and ultimately you know we 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 dance around the words quite often with these hard-hitting dramas but it's just there's only one word to describe and it's just really sad yeah i mean it's just a sad state of affairs yeah um i know it's a quite quite a quite a sort of primary word to use but i've wrote it down quite a lot my notes and even the music and we'll, we'll i think let's move on to the music yeah let's but the music choices the score itself was very sad. The music choices, I think, did more to fuel your argu- argument, which is a lot of songs were, were chosen off the back of trying to be quite smarmy and quite clever. I mean, we have yeah. obviously the introduction of Brand New Day by Van Morrison, which is as soon as I, that came on the screen from the kind of prologue sequence, yeah. I, I think that did well to prop up your argument, which is they're trying to be a little bit smarmy. Let's throw in a little Van Morrison number just to kind of no, really exactly. set the tone. I mean, I have no, I have no idea if this is 
you know a, a a valid criticism like at all but this is just like my opinion is that i was watching this movie and i was seeing two directors or a, a team of directors yeah that yeah. have made some of the biggest blockbusters of the last 10 years including most recently Avengers Endgame which until yeah. until much more recently was the highest grossing movie of all time so these guys are the blockbuster kings at yeah the they moment. know what they're doing they are they are the blockbuster kings they are at the top of the mountain that that is it however they've they undeniably have so much filmmaking talent because they do i can see it in this movie like they they have so much talent to give and they haven't done but I, just for this movie i felt that they were just screaming take us seriously so take, so take us yeah. seriously this this is what we can do take it take it all and i'm like what? oh it's yeah. it's so it's too much stop well, showing off I'll prop your argument up a little bit and and also the statement that I said, which is it's quite Fight Club-esque. What did you think of all the labelling, all of the labelling for the different things that you saw on screen? So we had oh, Sergeant like shitty bank. Whomever. Yeah, Shitty Bank, Sergeant Whomever. Uh, we, I think, I think ultimately we just had one of them, which just was just called The Bank, is, yeah. is what The Bank was called. And that, I, I felt, was very Fight Club-esque tongue-in-cheek just who gives a shit obviously the soldier he's just he's just called soldier yeah. or cherry he's just called soldier he doesn't actually have a name in this movie yeah and the other one was when before when he was going to the bank he obviously saw the bank as this shadowy presence the woman was in shadows because it was this om- omnipotent i can't say that word um om- you say the word omnipotent presence <laughs> there we go we, we finish each other's sentences <laughs> and um, she was stood in the shadows and you kind of just had that okay so she's she's this this president he and he can't get his money he can't cash this guy's check or oh, got his friend what was his friend oh, like yeah. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was quite good actually and but then as soon as he went to rob the bank he saw her as the person that she she was yeah and it's like this this is no longer a nameless faceless person he now sees this person and their name tag and he now puts a face to the name and it's a lot more real for him yeah and i don't know if you saw that and i don't know if that was almost for me it was a bit hitting me over the head it was like almost a bit too imagery oh look at this look how deep it is now you know now that he's now that he wants to demand money from them but those things are effective those things are effective i think if you were just to describe that scene you'd probably go, oh, wow, that's a really good, you know, representation of his, you know, flipping thinking and things like Mm. that. But that's like, that. that's one little piece of artistry that is really, really good in in isolation. But when you're just, you're just, you've got a tsunami of all of those things. It's just cinema trick after cinema trick after cinema trick. It's exhausting. It's exhausting to watch and you can't, you can't make the wood through the trees, mm. and it just it just needed to be less in ev- in everything, really. Well, something that didn't need to be less, and I think this episode we we may as well just call this episode the Henry Jackman episode, obviously because we are going to be talking a bit of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and 
he was very very prominent as the you know as the as the composer for a lot of the mu- the music in this. I'm going to talk about a couple of tracks. Yeah. When life was do. beginning, I saw you, which I think is one of the earlier one of the earliest tracks, which I thought was absolutely wonderful. It's there's almost the instrumentation is almost techno-y at some points. There's long there's long almost it's 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 kind of a combination between a soundscape and an, orche- an orchestral piece of music because you have ever so slightly elongated notes that maybe stretch out as the camera's panning yeah. up from a lot of long street views where he's driving. You have... It's like orchestra plus. Yeah, it was a little bit orchestra plus or, or, or kind of like sound plus. To me, a lot of it sounded like a great track or that you are you know, watching a YouTube video at, at 0.75 speed, it was a little bit slowed down. It was mellow. And yeah. I think that did something to, you know, you said up top, it's two and a half hours, but it felt long. Yeah. I actually think the music very much did that. I think the music built that level of this is really sustaining because all the notes were being sustained. You know, another another track, which was really good, you know, uh, I've got here Another Day, Another Mission, which was, was just after the Humvee explosion. And it, as I said, a desperately sad sequence. Yeah. And the music was stretched out. And I, and I do think that Henry Jackman did this deliberately because he wants to kind of emphasize that point that this isn't something that will happen to you and you'll get over. Yeah. There was a lot of building motifs and building instrumentations. And I actually thought that the music was getting, the, the music was almost compounding more and more to the end. And it shifted quite a lot. Like if you take the track Madison, so Madison is just the really brief little track that says at the start when he's, when he's kind of doing that Fight Club-esque sequence where he's going to a party in Washington, D.C. and his girlfriend at the time is called Madison and yeah. she's dancing with all the other boys and he's kind of going, oh, it's crap because I'm coming here. Yeah. And it's it's a relatively relatable, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> for folk out there who've kind of been in that situation where maybe they're dating a flirtatious girl who's gone to a different university. You've extended your relationship even though you've moved away from the town that you grew up in because you you know had to go in higher education in different cities yeah, yeah. and so there's a, there's an element of it was a real fight club vibe for me but that track was almost techno-y composery and i i really liked it so the the the, the variation suited this the different chapters and the ch- obviously because it's a book, there was different chapters of the movie, yeah, and I absolutely. felt that the chapters changed of the score. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you think about. I don't know what your your thoughts are on the chaptering sequence, and maybe did that? Did Henry Jackman kind of build that into how he decided to score the movie? I think. I think definitely. I mean, my favorite musical sequence was right at the end, the come down in the epilogue, which mm. was almost this through composed well, i think it was a through composed piece of music where you know he's basically serving his jail time because the epilogue is 2007 to 2021 right yeah, and yeah it's yeah. one it's one piece of you know slowly building emotional orchestration mm, that mm-hmm. you know it just sort of like it kind of chugs along but it's really, really expressive while it's doing it, and it and the slow build of it is something that I really, really like. It kind of reminded me quite a bit of um, the ending of um, Twenty Sixty Seven, actually. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just with that um, layer upon layer upon layer of like adding of orchestration mm. that mm. really sells mm-hmm. his 
well, I mean, what what is he going through at this point in the movie? I mean, it's called the the track is called the Come Down, and I mm. think that it, you know that's really apt because obviously he um he gets high right before he gets arrested. Yeah, and you see him in a jail cell like puking yeah. his guts out, which yeah, you know, thanks for that again. There's a lot of vomit in this film. Yeah, I know. <sighs> There's a lot of vomit drugs, isn't there? Yeah. Our bodies don't like it. No. Our bodies are like... And I don't like you. watching it. I, I really don't. I really well, don't. That's not That's not what your t-shirt today says. No. It, it says, I like watching people vomit after drugs. Yeah, absolutely. But then seeing him go <laughs> Imagine through... Imagine that on a t-shirt. It would be, I like watching people vom, and then on the back of the t-shirt, it'll just say, after drugs. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. Right, make your serious statement. Come on. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. I've lost my train of thought. Well, stop talking about seeing people vomiting. Then you're the one that's no. talking about it. <laughs> no, no. You, you, I think I think you're right. Like the come down sequence. I mean, it was it was basically it was showing the passage of time through his. I mean, you're basically watching him go cold turkey. Which I'd imagine, if you really think about it, so many people in America or in the world are arrested whilst they're high and then they just simply don't get access to you know obviously there's a huge a huge issue with with drugs in prisons yeah. but by and large when you first go to a prison you're probably going to be without it for some time yeah. until you really you know get, in, in, get into that system and so you're right the 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 track itself was kind of just showing that mental and physical just release almost for him and you kind of got the sense of he was almost in. It was weird that he's now safe because he's in prison. Did you feel that? Yeah, too? definitely. And you know, he very much knew that that's what he needed mm. in the scenes leading up to that. You know, when the completely over the top bad guy, what's his name, Black. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exhausting. Did, yeah. Exhausting. <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna dignify it by. By, by describing it it's just silly did you like his little mustache to show the passage of time when he got older in the end so well, i mean how else are you supposed to make tom holland <laughs> look middle-aged give him a little mustache was were they were they aging him up a little bit i saw a couple of wrinkles do you think that was prosthetics or uh, that was... i i reckon if anything that was makeup makeup, that was makeup yeah and prosthetics i don't think if it was if it was aging up with digital effects it was pretty well done I think, but I think in all accounts, he'd still be a very young-looking middle yeah, yeah, middle-aged yeah, yeah. man. Well, only time will tell. Only time we see will him tell. Get so the there, there's effect. some other there's there's some other there's some other tracks I want to talk about. So "Mean Mistreated" by Grand Funk Railroad. That is a sequence that took place where his friend was struggling. That's the song that was being played whilst he was out. Uh, you know, in Afghan or wherever it was that he was fighting. And it's a fantastic song. I love this song. I think Grand Funk Railroad are a really, really great band. There's a really great back catalogue. But what was happening as we were watching that was also quite interesting because his friend couldn't get the blood out of his wedding, his wedding ring. Yeah. And for me, I don't know about you, but that just screamed almost Macbeth. That that was like Lady right. Macbeth, you know, out out damn spot. Yeah. As she's rubbing her hands because she's she can't get over the guilt of murder and uh of of, of Banco. But but she and, and I was like, Oh, that's that's a really I, I personally was like, I think that's what they're going for there. Yeah. Um 
I thought it was I thought it was a really really fantastic and I I just when that song came on I was like oh I, I forgot how much I love I I, I loved it. and the other one being so there was a couple of other little song inclusions I hope you don't mind I'm just going to go oh, through yeah, them kind of just do. say what what I thought was really good about them so the one that I thought was really interesting was obviously just after the Humvee explosion we have a couple of scenes later they've they've come home they're doing the kind of home ceremony where he's getting his medal they're in the kind of high school gymnasium uh, and do you know what the song is that plays as they come in to the gymnasium which is obviously a huge tongue in cheek which was it was disco inferno yeah and so it's burn baby burn just after we've seen him you know, watch all of his friends burn. And just so it's, it's a kind of just, I think what what they're trying to create is he's feeling, he's feeling l- like the service in his country has let him down and therefore why should he, you know, he, he's people everything into, into this. And it's almost like he, I think you can see on his face, he kind of just is like, this is just sick. This is torturous. Yeah. Listening to this kind of music. And and I felt, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it was a good song to use. I think there's smarter songs that are used in this. I mean, the other one that I thought was a really good one is is "You're So Good for Me" by Humble Pie. So that's during yeah. like the drug montage, yeah, yeah. and that that song plays. It's a really, it's it's that's where I really got the train spotting vibes when when they played um, "You're So You're So Good for Me" because it also was accompanied by that zoom out of them lying on the bed. You know that famous oh, yeah, yeah, sequence yeah. where the zoom out happens when he's going cold turkey. Yeah, yeah, and it's and and it's accompanied just after. Basically, in his narration, he says, and that's how we became addicts. Yeah. Uh, and then there, there was a couple of other tracks that I thought was really, really good. So, Foriasker's Farm by Mountain. So, that kind of just embodied that drug idol 70s, 60s vibe. And it kind of, that's where we were reminded of, yeah, I was reminded of Jenny. You know, I was reminded of Jenny from Forrest Gump and, you know, coming, kind of going full circle. I just, I, I think that the music overall, the song choices were quite good, actually. Yeah. I think they were always quite appropriate. And I think Henry Jackman was very, very good. He, he's he's clearly collaborated quite a lot with the Russo brothers and understands their tone. So I don't think the music was that bad at all. Yeah. I think it was doing what the Russos wanted to. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, yeah. But it's it's weird because I'm I'm still trying to find the best way of describing why this movie doesn't work for me yeah and i think because when you look at all the ingredients and we've talked about so much of it the acting the cinematography the music choices you know and the writing a lot of the the writing is very good as well it's very Mm. good all the ingredients are are 10 out of 10 the highest quality ingredients you, you can have but they don't work in in the mm. soup. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that is fair. What did you, I mean, would you recommend this movie to someone? No, I, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. Because I have, I've already recommended it to people. Right. Because I, I think it's, I think it's a good representation of a movie that's going to stay with you. Like, this movie's going to stay with me. And, I think that's down to the cinematography as we talked about. I think it's the I think that's what will stay with me quite a lot. And yeah. if there's anything that should stay with you, it's that. Like the sequences of him underneath the tree passing out when the when the police come and finally arrest him at the end. That montage, that whole sequence, and we talked about it through, you know, third com- composition of that scene. That 
will stay with me for a while. I really and I enjoyed it. I think the when 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 she literally turns when she literally turns to him and says, "I wish I'd never told you I was leaving for Montreal." Yeah. That really stays with me. That that hit me hard. I was like, "God, that's what this poor, you know, this poor girl is thinking of one sentence she said flippantly yeah. and she's putting her whole life's devastation down to her accidentally or not accidentally but seeing a sentence flippantly yeah that stayed with me quite a lot um but i I completely see what you mean would you watch this film again never in a million years really my reaction to this and again it it is it is hard for me to justify and i my actually my own justification for this is i have this reaction for very few movies like Mm. you know you were quite angry (laughs) no genuinely I, i i came out of this movie with the I'll never get that time back attitude. Mm, okay. Like, what a, like, I just felt like an absolute waste. I don't feel like I gained anything. Mm. By, were by you happy? It. Were you happy? That, I mean, like, time waste, fine. I think this movie would have taken you to the cinema, though, wouldn't it? It would have taken me to the cinema, and you would have felt angry, even angrier. Afterwards. Yeah, I thought you would say that. I thought you <laughs> but would I would that. have felt even even. Do you think you would have walked out? No, I wouldn't have walked out. I've I seen I... I've seen worse movies than this in the cinema, but actually, okay, fine. but it, it is interesting because I think broad strokes of my life, I do appreciate having like these visceral negative reactions to art. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's good because yeah. at the end of the day. Nobody goes out to make a bad movie, right? Mm. Mm. And I'll always be on the side of artists who want to do what they want mm. and get to do it. Mm. Mm. I think that's fantastic. And that's the biggest positive I can give for this movie is the fact that the Russo brothers definitely made everything they wanted to make in the, in this movie. But as far as I can tell, nobody was... Nobody was telling them no, at all. Yeah, no, I, I know, I'm, I know what you mean. I think they were just being left to to say what they wanted to. No, they were, they, they absolutely were, and everybody needs oversight. Everybody mm. need every everybody needs oversight. Everybody needs quality control. Mm. And mm. I don't, and I don't see it here. It, it's yeah. kind of that. It, it's kind of that J.K. Rowling effect. Do you know what I mean? Are they? The, here's a question: Are they in the middle of something else? What's their next project? Not sure. Are they maybe was there an element of that? Was there an element that they were kind of rushing for something else? I mean, I think they're no, probably I don't, been quite. No, I think mm. I, I think this is it, it comes across as a real passion project for them. But yeah. but again, coming from the we've just made the highest grossing movie of all time. I mean, not anymore. But <laughs> we've just made the highest grossing movie of all time. Now we want to make some serious art, and here is our talent. Here here is what we here is what we can do. But it was. It it was just a it was just a mess for me, yeah. And and I, I I resent I resent being told how clever someone is. Yeah, I think I think I think that's I think that's the point. I think if you felt like you were being patronized, you that was it. That's a really good point, actually, mate. You didn't feel that at the end of the movie. Yeah. You felt that up top. And then the movie had to win you back as you were watching. Oh, it, it. really did. It, right in the right in the thick of the movie. In fact, I can tell you exactly where my anger hit, like absolute peak. It was after Emily OD'd 
Mm. And then she went to the bus stop and then they just got right back into they, they just got right back into the dope cycle again. Yeah. And but I was that, like, well, why did we just go through that? Well, no, that but I, shit? no, I, I think that was good to do because I think it sh- it portrayed. You know, I think most people, most rational thinking people who aren't addicted to, to, to this substance would kind of go, holy shit, I got lucky there. I'm not doing it again. But the point of that, to show her ODing, going to the hospital, and then just going, cool, well, we're alive, so what do we have to do? Well, we may as well just go back to shooting up. Like, I yeah. think it... No, it, I get the literary point in it. Yeah. I, yeah. Get, I get the character point in it, and I get the... Statement about addiction. I get the statement about addiction point of it. I'm not not lost on that. But I don't know why I had to sit through however many drug-taking scenes Mm. before that to get that point across. I'm I'm aware of it. Yeah. But you've just made... You've just made me uncomfortable and squirmish and, like... You know, those reactions that I don't think are bad, but you've made me do it several times and not for plot and story reasons, but just because you want me to feel that way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I what, resent what, that. What, how many thumbs up are you going to give this movie, uh, none. Mate? none. Are you actually? Uh, it's, it's, it's not. I can't. Because as much of the ingredients as I really like because Tom Holland was fantastic. He's getting an, a, a, an Oscar one day and I'll be the first one to cheer when he does. And mm. also also the Russo brothers, I think they're enormously talented. And Henry Jackman's score was really nice. I can't ignore the reaction I had from this movie. And, yeah. and, and that's not going to change. And it's two thumbs down and I never want to see it again. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm going to give it one. I, I really enjoyed the music choices. Uh, I really enjoyed... You know, for for Yasker's farm uh, and and mean mean mistreated, I think was as I said, I talked about it before. That sequence in Afghan with mean mistreated, I thought that was a really masterful song selection. I also was a real fan of the the tone of the composition accompanying what we're seeing on screen and morphing as the story morphed. I think a lot of work went into it, and I can't ignore my reaction, which was I came away from this movie really still thinking about it, and it was staying in my head. Yeah. But I'm not blind by any stretch of the imagination to your criticism, and and I and I agree with both. I think just maybe it just didn't impact me quite as much. No, exactly. <laughs> what were you doing and, this day? What was wrong with you? Oh, I don't know because honestly, because <laughs> honestly, because I'm thinking because that because I'm actually then thinking, well, what if what what if I was in a different mindset? Yeah. What, what? What? I wasn't. Is is the problem with me? I I don't think it is though, because mm. I, I I had this reaction, and then I went online and looked at reviews and stuff, and saw that a lot of these criticisms that I'm having, a lot of other people are having as well. Yeah. It's specifically the movie critics, actually. Yes. Uh, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. the Peter Travers. Of, I know. I uh, did read his. ABC. I, he like he really didn't like it, and he yeah. and what he said, I was like, yeah, you're bang on. That's exactly how I felt with this. It, it was yeah. just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks, and like really trying to make us see your genius without yeah. actually just being genius. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yes, bang on. I mean, it could it could have been a little bit more original, um, but there we have it. Yeah. So so we're now so we've got rid of it now. We can definitely Justice League, can't we? 
Oh, yes. When I need to do four hours movie. Sorry, sorry for those people who are waiting for a Justice League. We are going to do... In fact, let, let's go to moving... Are we... Let, in fact... Da -da 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 -da, moving forward. Yes, let's move forward. I'm thinking I'm going to have to put the theme in now and then say moving forward again. Okay, moving fair. forward? <laughs> yeah, let's move forward. Moving forward? Mm, yeah, let's move forward. Moving forward? Um, okay, yeah, Alex. let's move forward. Alex, 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 stop saying moving forward. Right, okay, okay. Moving forward? We, we have moved. And do you want to give us your... Because we started talking a little bit at the start. Do you want to give us a kind of spoiler-free review for Justice League... Namely because I've not seen it. And I, I can imagine there's probably only going to be the last little section of the movie, which probably tees up a second movie, which we probably will see now. Oh, this is a hot topic on the internet. I, yeah. I, I, I look forward to when, after you see this and you go down that rabbit hole. Uh, I, I don't know how much to say. Because okay. the big headline for me here yeah, is... Yeah. Compared to the 2017 Justice League, yes, this is the same movie, but so not the same movie. Interesting. Okay, so not the same movie. It has the same story. It's the same story. It's yeah, it's characters. It's a hundred percent the same story with the same characters, and every scene is there. You recognize all the scenes. But all the scenes are different, right? Every single scene is different. There's not a there's not a scene that is identical to the Justice League okay. version, and yet all the characters are in the same setting. So the context around the context, the way there are different conversations the, the the plot is progressing towards the same things you know what's going to happen so in that so in that sense there's not really much to spoil we know that mm. we we know the story and we know what happens but the 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 conversations and the character journeys are completely different almost to the extent okay. that they're completely different characters oh wow I'm, I, I tell you what mate i do you and know it's you know so what? fascinating we've never seen anything like this before and this Good. is what th this is what is really fascinating to me the fine margins between a great movie and a and one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life because we're both of the opinion that oh, 2017 was, Justice it was the worst movie i've ever seen one yeah. of, is one of if not the worst movie that we've ever seen it mm. is truly atrocious but this movie for me is a hard-hitting great like it mm. really really is and it's not just a hard-hitting great because th there are certain things that we could have assumed. Yeah. There are certain things that we could have assumed Okay, with the Zack Snyder cut in that it was going to be darker, it was going to be a bit more broody, 
and it's going to have much more like drama, human condition stuff. You know, the things that, you know, people hated in, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. Man of Steel and, and Batman versus Superman. But, and that is, and that is there. But do you know what else was there? Was really great, uh, fan worthy cheering moment. I was sitting by myself watching this on the couch and mm. actively cheering at things right nice at, at little moments like action mm. moments kind of end game last well, 40 that, minutes that was of my question game. was would you have had the end game feels if you'd seen this in the cinema do you think 100 percent. oh that's such a shame that we couldn't have got seen it in the cinema i know it, it this it this really feels like a a really great event movie mm. really really great event movie and I'm so I'm so I fortunate that, that it I've exists. Got it. I'm so I fortunate that it exists that I've got this to look forward to now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can. I, I want your reaction as soon as you watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I, let you I know. think it's great. And I, do you know what? We're, we're recording about forty-eight hours more or less after I finished watching, it, and I already want to watch it again. And this is a four-hour movie. Wow. Yeah. This is a four-hour movie. And the only four-hour movies that I want to watch on repeat Return of the are King. Return of the King and now this. I mean, I don't know if this will last in the same way as Return of the King does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does for me. Uh, but that's a very short list. I mean, I know there aren't that many movies that are four hours long. Mm. And I think I'm going to leave it there for Justice League because okay. we are we are going to do it next week. Yes, and I am yeah. going to watch it again. And there are a lot more points that just before just before you go about. just before you go on it what about the music because i know it was is it danny elfman who did the music before is it still a danny that, elfman score it's definitely not danny elfman it's junkie it's junkie, it's junkie XL. xl interesting it's junkie XL. so they've just basically you know because because what you said was a lot of the justice league scenes are in this have they just stripped the music away completely and just put junkie xl in yeah, it's a complete. It's a. Wow. Uh, the oh, post, I can't music, wait. Music I can't is, wait. The music is part of the post production process, and a hundred percent of the post production is brand new. Oh. When when Zack Snyder did uh, got the green light to finish his to finish his production of that movie, all he was working with was the principal photography stuff. Really. So he did. Even there, there's even a few. You'll you'll be able to tell what they are, but there is a few reshoots that they okay. did. There's a few extra scenes. Okay. That Zack Snyder filmed with. Would you recommend? Because I'm going to probably watch Justice League probably before I watch it. Would you, do you know what? That? Do it. Yeah. Do it okay, actually, cool. because yeah. I didn't do that, and yeah. I kind of wish that I did. I, right, I don't. I don't do it back to back because that's like six hours of. That's a lot. That's of shit. a lot. That's yeah, a lot yeah. of time. Maybe I would do it. I would do it like. Get, get, give yourself a sleep beforehand. Or nice, something. I might I watch know, it tonight. In between. Now, Alex, yes. are you aware that Disney Plus have treated us again? They've given us what we wanted, which is more content. One, it's WandaVision. No, it's not WandaVision. It's not, it's not the secret episode that I think a lot of people maybe thought there was. It is. Of co- Did you watch that, by the way? It was the, the making of WandaVision. No, uh, but I'm really looking forward to watching it, actually. It's on my it's list. Good. Yeah, it's on my list, too. Of course, we are talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ah. Now, you've watched the first episode? I have. I've watched the first episode. I've got a lot of things to talk about, but I thoroughly enjoyed this. Great. I, I mean, loved me too. the tone. I. It was one of these. It was an episode of TV, and I kind of went, I came away from it going, oh, yeah, I love this. I love everything about this. I love it that they've 
very deliberately seeped back into the world of the Winter Soldier, Captain America, the Winter Definitely. Soldier, and and Civil War. I think, especially Civil War. I do think Civil War is my, one of my favorite MCU movies. Yeah, no, tonally it is very much of that ilk, and mm. it's it's interesting because I, I'm not gonna go so far as to say I I truly loved 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 this episode because I think this is episode one. It's creating the I world. Think it, it is it's, creating it's episode the world. one, and it's kind of saying this is where the characters are now and yes. this and and this is a little taste of you know what they're going through characterization wise so you know we get a lot of falcon's family mm. and we mm. get a lot of uh bucky trying to find his you know his way in the world where does he fit in yeah where, where does yeah. he fit in in the modern well, both world of them to an extent you know obviously sam was obviously in the blimp as well and so he blip the blimp. No, he was in the blimp. the blimp. He was in the blimp. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I, I, you know, it's been said a few different times, a few different people. They're both men. They're both now. They've got that in common. They're both men out of time. And I don't. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, it's just the first of it. I think we're going to get a fantastic little closed, closed narrative story. No, I think we. Them. I think we are as well. It's, but I think such uh, strong characters. But. I get the distinct impression, and again, this is just off the basis of one released episode, but I get the distinct impression that the best of this series is going to really, truly hit us once all of it is released. Yeah, 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 you're right. Well, well, the buddy cop thing is is going to... Once we get the whole thing, once we get the whole thing is when we're truly going to appreciate how good it might be, which I think Mm. is sort of the opposite opposite to how WandaVision was, because I think WandaVision's biggest strength was its conceptual nature in mm-hmm. the sitcom aspect of mm-hmm. it. So the first few episodes were so intriguing and confusing. They were frustrating at the time, though. No, I... I Yes, was frustrating. frustrating. You know, no, 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 yes. When the yeah, please yeah. stand by came up on the screen no, no, at yeah. the end of each episode, I was frustrating. like, <laughs> frustrating, but in a beautifully entertaining way. Yeah, where, of course. Yeah. Beautifully it was emulating entertaining words. You were yeah. like, ah, I want to know more. I want to know more. Well, it, was, it was emulating Falcon, that. Where's Falcon and Winter minutes. Soldier? Yeah. I know it was like 15 minutes of it, so it was a little bit more meaty. It was a little bit mm. more meaty, but I just kind of went like, oh, well, that's the start. But, you know, yeah. I'm just, I, I just felt like I watched it. It was something yes. that I watched. It wasn't something I truly indulged in. Mm, it wasn't... Mm. Do you know what I mean? No, I do. I, th- I think it's because... Well, it's the familiarity of it, isn't it? Yeah. As we said up top, it's we, you know, we know the tone. We know, by and large, all the characters. We yeah. know all these characters. So there yeah, wasn't the really familiar. any new characters. That We know the environment. We also... It didn't shock us. I think a large part of this was... It was a really familiar introduction and a continuation of the universe that we all know and love. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, so I completely understand. Like, I think you, I think you just probably just you probably slumped a little lower on the couch. You probably, you know, you, you probably rested your head a little bit more. You weren't really looking to spot any massive details. It was just taking you on the story. It yeah, was, it was yeah, setting it was the nice. character up. And, I also think I was affected. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I also think I was affected by the fact that I started this less than half an hour after I finished Cherry. Mm, right, okay, fair enough. And fair enough. I was 
exhausted. Yeah, I can, ima- I can <laughs> after, imagine. After, be- after watching Cherry, I'll be honest. One thing I really did appreciate, though, mm-hmm. is, and this is something that has spilled over from WandaVision, is the fact that they are throwing the full special effects budget oh. at the TV stuff because that opening action sequence of The Rescue was... It was up there with the best of the action from the movies. Yeah, absolutely. Truly, really, truly it was. was. I loved the return of the French mercenary guy. I forget his name. Yeah, Batroc the Leaper. Yeah. Batroc the Leaper. Bat- Batroc the Leaper. Because his fight scene with Captain America at the beginning of Winter Soldier was one of the best like fight scenes mm. in the MCU, mm. as far as I'm concerned. Because the choreography was just really, really great. And it's one of the things yep. I think the Russo brothers put a really big stamp on. It was really, yeah. really well yeah. done. So I loved the return of that really physical character and him you know, finding his way. I thought the wingsuits were a bit ridiculous. Well, it's it's like thought, he was just cutting through them like hot butter, wasn't he? Because he's in a me- mechanical suit. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That, but what the group of wingsuit people are doing is like, no, because wingsuits are like real, aren't they? Yes, they're yes. real in real life. And they're going down into this canyon and yes. ducking and weaving and doing that. And I'm like, nobody's doing that in a wingsuit. Unless you have at, like much more control of that, nobody's doing that in a wingsuit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I kind of, that that kind of, stopped my suspension of disbelief for just a minute but the spectacle of it was mm-hmm. top top quality and i love seeing it in episodic episodic tv i think it's fantastic so so, so i mean let, let, let's really kind of just look under the hood of it because what we have is we have a character the falcon and we're seeing, and we rarely see this in MCU movies, right? And I'm going to say this. I think the only characters we see this with are within the Captain America averse. Yeah. Our Bucky's, our Captain America's. Yep, yep, yep. We, we see all, nearly all of the, the power sets available to that character in that introductory scene. And I, I'm a big fan of mystery. I like it that we haven't seen the full range of Doctor Strange or the full range of WandaVision's power or the full, even potentially the mystery behind all the different gadgets that Tony Stark has. But what we see with the Falcon is we go, he's got a drone that can shoot a laser. He himself can fly. He's got guns. He's got explosives. He's got grappling hooks. It's kind of like Batman more in a way. And we just, we're now comfortable because we know all the tricks he has up his sleeve. So yeah. we're on his journey with him. Yeah, yeah. We can engage with him a lot more. He's not super soldier. He's a real guy. He's just magnificently trained. Yeah. Very, very well posed and balanced. Yeah. And then you build that into the fact that now, he, like, I think a large criticism when they were releasing the Falcon and Winter Soldier is they went, well, he's just a guy with wings. But actually, they do some really clever things. So they show him, they they sh- they show him soldering parts of his suit, implying that he has mastered the ability to maintain this flight suit, yeah. keep it up to speed, keep it up there. And so again, you're you're kind of you're kind of on the on the, the perception that actually. No, you really understand. This guy's smart. He knows his power capabilities. He he knows his mechanical power capabilities. And he is in himself now a superhero. Because I yeah. think it was the same with War Machine, isn't it? You're kind of like, well, these yeah. guys are nothing without their suits. These guys are nothing without Tony Stark. But they did a really good job of kind of going, no, now, now he's cool. He's, he yeah, can go I himself. Think, I think in many ways, the, the Marvel Universe does a really good job of making the heroes their origins being normal guys because even yeah. captain america has that captain captain america 
was nothing without his serum, except mm. that he, except that that wasn't his true his true thing. It was his virtue and it was his yes, good guyness. Yes. But yes, but the the that good guyness was not given to him by a powerful stone or mm. or anything like that. He. I feel like most of these people were relatively normal. I think Tony Stark is probably the 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 biggest exception because his intellect is just well, it's there, out, isn't out it? Yeah, this, out of this world, and we see that. And you know, he, he thinks his guy. way out of a he thinks his way out of a cave. Yeah, and you know, he's he's all yeah, he is almost yeah. He's that, that, he's yeah. not he's not the normal guy. Bruce Banner's not a normal guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the others are. I mean, Peter Parker's the be- the biggest. Example, the biggest yeah, yeah. example yeah and uh yeah so they get given these tools mm. and they do exceptional things with it and i think that's why people maybe relate more to the marvel characters than they do the dc characters because yeah. the dc characters are gods they, yes exactly they are yeah. they are literal a lot of them are literal gods mm. and the closest mm. one that we can relate to is batman but he's not normal no <laughs> Do you imagine He's... Batman as a real person? He'd be an asshole. <laughs> be <laughs> what do you think of um, Rhodey? We saw Rhodey in this, which was a yeah. lovely surprise. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I think there's probably going to be some seeds being sown for Armor Wars throughout this. Uh, I don't no think they even started. Is, but okay. Well, that's that's going to be Rhodey's uh, TV series, I think, down the line. So that's ah, okay. Be, fair yeah, enough. So it's going to be a nice continuation from pr- probably story points over the next couple of films and TV series. Yeah. What did you think of some of the movies and the vi- uh, sorry the villains? What do you think of? So we haven't seen Zemo yet. Obviously, we've seen a lot of Baron Zemo in the trailers. Yeah. Now we had a brief glimpse of uh, Carrie. So Carrie Montagu, who's who plays. I don't. I don't quite know what her, char- her, her character is going to be called in this, but she's she's obviously the the actor from Solo. She plays Enfys Nest. All oh, right. In, yeah, in okay. Solo. So um, we have we have here. What's her what's her bl- what's her bloody character called in this? Have they have they announced it? Have they announced the name of her character? Oh, sorry. So it's Erin Kellyman. I'm getting it mixed up. She plays the character of Kerry Ke- Montague um, in this movie. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see what... We see her with the... She's the one who distributes the masks oh, right, when, okay, when she drops on the ground. We have an introduction of Dovich. So Dovich is... That's all he's titled as. He is a new villain in this movie we also see he's the one with the super soldier abilities who's wearing the mask yeah so, so he so, so yeah. i mean i don't i don't know if i'm supposed to know who he is or no he's what, a new what. character so, brand new character mask anarchist and a member of the anti-patriotist group the flag smashers yeah so i i was wondering if he was uh potentially another winter soldier type thing except that i remember that baron zemo killed all of them but then i thought but then i thought or Diddy. No, I think you're right. Or Diddy is the right answer. I think Or Diddy is the is is probably the right answer because we didn't actually see him do it. And like, yeah. So that's that's my official prediction. But I don't think that's too much of a hot scoop. And what do you think of the Wyatt Russell, John Walker, or U.S. agent reveal at the end? I wasn't expecting it. No. I'll be well, inter- you know, because I, I was seeing it in the trailers. We saw a kind of Captain America esque guy running onto an American football field. So I kind of knew. I I was oh, maybe I, I, I didn't, didn't see that trailer. Oh, did I you definitely know? I, haven't. I, I definitely haven't watched all the trailers. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair. fair enough. But so that so that yeah. would have been a really good surprise for you then. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it's it's the kind of character. Obviously, he doesn't speak or he doesn't do anything. He just walks out and smiles and um, smiles to the cameras. 
on the podium. So I've got really no idea how he's going to interact with the established characters because but I, I bet can you imagine... can I bet you can imagine though. But what what do you think he's going to be like? Well, I think he's going to act like everyone thinks Captain America is. Yes. And I think he's going to be super obnoxious. Yes, yes, yeah. I think it, I think you're right. I think he's going to be a almost a too sweet version of Captain America to yeah, a fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Wyatt Russell is a brilliant actor. I'm so excited to see his interpretation of that. He looks good. I mean, he typically kind of, he, he's, this is, he, he clearly put on a lot of, um, or lost a lot of bad weight and put on a lot of good weight. That's yeah. that's the weight where yeah. that's, that's me as a personal trainer. Um, that's typically <laughs> the kind of information that I give out. But he looks great. He's He rarely is clean shaven. He's typically seen with beards in a lot of his roles. So it was nice. To, I, I didn't really recognize him when no, I first I saw him. No, I didn't either. On. I didn't either. I had, to go- I had to Google who that was. Obviously, he was wearing a helmet as well. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, it doesn't matter there. But yeah, um, no, looking forward to seeing how it goes. Should we talk Oscars? Yeah, let, let's do... Oh, I was going to say one more thing, one more interesting story point. What do you think about the whole conversation about the heroes don't actually have any salaries? How they don't... How they're, 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 they've not got any money or... Because you'd never thought about that until then. I don't know about you, but I was like, oh yeah, what, what's their jobs? Like, what do they actually... How do they actually bring money in? And you would have thought it's like, well, the, they're the Avengers, so they get squared away by the government. You would, you, I think you just assume that, don't you? Yeah, you do. Slight edit point. You can take out that segue into yeah, yeah i can stuff. yeah i can yeah that's fine cool yeah no absolutely it was an interesting it was an interesting conversation to have and i did like that bank scene and i did i i, I did share the character's frustration when the bank teller was like we've not had any income for the last five years and like, i've not yeah. existed for the last five years but, and it's like but, that's just such a converse that's just such that's exactly what would happen of course it would yeah of course that's what would happen but it it is really interesting because you think like yeah because all of insurance companies or mortgage brokers or banks or just any anything that you're just relying on in the 21st century they wouldn't know what to do because half of the people could just like in theory you imagine how people are are probably claiming that oh yeah i was actually away in the blimp and uh blip (laughs) the blimp blimp. they were away in the blimp they were like a little a little a little spaceship all flying away waving to everyone goodbye we're off the blimp for five years no i do i do like this indulgence in the marvel storytelling on yeah uh the repercussions of, of the, blimp, the blimp because I, yeah I, <laughs> we need to move on five years of the blimp and there was no toilet in the blimp they just used a corner it's <laughs> piled it up in there oh my days blimp is stinking it's like it's like the max zorin blimp from view to a kill <laughs> the fi- one of the finer james bond outings <laughs> oh it's a good movie He's so old in A View to a Kill. I know. He's, he's in his, isn't he's he 58. 58. Yeah, it's it's frightening, isn't it? So, the Academy, the Academy of Motion Pictures has released really the like movie. the official nominations for this year's Academy Awards and they mm. are as interesting and as frustrating as they are every year. Okay. I mean, We've talked about up top the the biggest frustration from a lot of this is I would I would really I just need to see Sound of Metal. No, There's no way not, around it. Um, yeah, and we're not going to get to until after not, after the thing. We're not going to get to your your bang on, but it's it's one of these ones where I thought this year we were going to do it. I thought this year we were going to have seen 
all the movies on the list Absolutely. before we get to it. I'm like, there's ever going to be a time where we're going to get to see it. But what you've got to remember, Alex, is just to be eligible for an Oscar, it has to show in over 100 theatres in California. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about. And and I guess that just really emphasizes the point of who actually cares about this stuff. So I'll, I'll, pa- really I'll put this at the top, put this at the bottom. Who cares? Yeah, absolutely. And I always, I always do kind of think who cares when talking about this. But then at the same time, I want the <laughs> movies that I liked to do well. It is something yeah. that I want the movies that I liked and the composers that I liked and the actors that I liked and all of that. I want them to get recognition for the art. Mm. Like, I really, really do, even though it is well, utterly ridiculous. Well, as we're saying, Maria Bakalova, who was in Borat, the subsequent movie film, uh, she's, she's been nominated for Actress in a Supporting Role. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. And my favourite thing, <laughs> and one of my favourite things, because I'm looking at this list on the Oscars website, and my absolute favourite thing is that they don't say Borat 2. They list mm, the mm, whole title. Mm, they say the Borat title. subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bride to american regime for make benefit once glorious nation of kazakhstan actress in a supporting role brilliant i love it it's so funny do we have the best picture one here i can't see best picture yeah best pictures down at the bottom is it yeah so the best picture nominees are oh i found it i'm filtering the father judas and the black messiah mank minari Mm -hmm. nomad land Promising mm-hmm. Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and mm-hmm. The Trial of Chicago 7. So, so I think seen we, I, so one we've seen those. one. We've seen one. So we're doing we, really, we, we, really well. I'm really keen for Minari. I think that's Stephen, Stephen Yeo, or Stephen Yeo from The Walking Dead is is is, is kind of the, the, the main in that. We obviously are, are going to get round to Mank. Yep. We've got the capacity to watch that. Sound of Metal we'll see in 2024. Yeah. Uh, Nomadland, that's the Francis McDormand one. Yeah. Again, I don't know where where do we see that? What do we do? Like, that, that, that's a frustrating thing. These films have all just been released in a cinema in California. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> I know it's like we we have to we have to really look. Judas like, and the Black like Messiah is going to be great as well. The the, the Ryan Coogler, that's going to be great. Yeah. That's going to be good. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm really really keen to see that. Yeah. Sorry. Um. There's 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 a there's literally workmen outside my window scratching at the window so i'm so sorry for that noise that's i'll edit my i'll edit my noise out when i'm not talking that's, you just talk yeah it's really brilliant so <laughs> yeah so we've got chadwick boseman in acting in a leading role do you think we'll get a posthumous win for him now i've not seen marini's black bottom so i i don't know if it's if it's uh oscar worthy performance or not i'm inclined to think it is because chadwick boseman is I would Amazing. hope so. I would, I would, I would hope, hope so, yeah. so as well. But, you know, we have had these sort of nomina- nominations and wins in the past mm. of well, yeah, posthumous yeah. awards. Because because before this list came out, I know we were very much rooting for Riz Ahmed because we really, really, we really, really like him. And from everything we've seen of Sound of Metal, like that could really be a cleanup yeah. job on, on the Oscars. So for me, it's probably going to be between the two of them. I think so. I think I think that's it. I mean, we we do need to watch Mank, obviously. I yeah, and maybe Stephen Yoon. <sighs> yeah, I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah, I'm not sure. What I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna limit myself to one big snub. Mm. One big snub. Actor in a supporting role. Where is Paul from The Five Bloods? 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's, you're right. He's not there, and I think that's atrocious. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I think that's a that's a proper snub. Well, we'll 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 do an Oscars episode pretty soon. I oh, think I just think we after, will. We'll do a special. just a, maybe just a special. But Alex, what do they have to do now? They've got to get themselves onto the Apple Podcast app. Find us on there. Give us a cheeky little five star rating, or even cheekier if you want. Give us a little little, little review. If you don't want to leave us a review, tell us your favorite movie. Tell us your favorite soundtrack. Mm. We'd love to hear all of it. You can also find us on Spotify and loads and loads of other platforms where you like listening to podcasts. And if you want to get in touch more directly with the show, we also have an email address as well. That's motionspod at gmails.com. Motionspod at gmail.com. And obviously you can get us on the gram. And thanks again to KTC Graphic Designs for our wonderful artwork. Yeah, we're still enjoying it. The links for that are in the bottom there. Now, next week, it is going to be Zack Snyder's Justice League, the long-awaited. Might be so a longer episode. Forward. So looking but, forward. Uh, but until then, we uh, we hope you enjoy this, and we'll speak to you again next week. Until then, bye now. All right, guys. Ta-ta.